de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. I'm just kidding. De Colores Radio. What the fuck was that? I don't know. I always feel like people say that if they can't say De Colores. But anyways, this is episode 75. How's it going, y'all? It's going pretty well. How are you? What a... Wow, you asked me how I'm doing really fast, and I was not prepared for it. You weren't. I was just wondering how you were doing. Wow, a man asking me <laughs> on Women's History Month how I'm doing? I'm all right. I feel great after the blood of Christ has entered my soul. Um, I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is my homie, my co-host, Rafael Loop 12 Tamayo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Rafa, how are you doing? Uh, it's been a long day, long week. It's barely Tuesday. It's literally Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, March, uh, we're here. Still Pisces season. <gasps> wow. We love an <laughs> astrologist. You know, it's kind of my thing Come in the on, stars. Come on, co-star. You know. <laughs> the pattern also. I don't do the pattern. Yo, the pattern's deep. I have a theory. This is my my own theory. I have never been on the pattern, so I actually don't know. But I feel like the pattern is more numerical driven and like logic driven. That makes sense because you know I'm a numbers guy. But and it'd be weird. It's like astrology. It's like more when I get the pattern notifications, it's like don't wear those camo pants today. I'm like ah. It's like that <laughs> skit of <laughs> Dave Chappelle when it's like yeah. yeah. <laughs> that used to be my favorite. Um, yeah. anyways, uh, how are you, Eva? Whoa! That's what I want to know is how are you doing? We just asked the same question twice. Yeah. I'm well, I am ready to get this podcast going. I always love how therapeutic these are and fun. And then I forget what they're about, right? As soon as I get into my car and when people listen, they're like, you said this. And I'm like, I did do that. And so that's. How I'm feeling, I think this is inside me for real. This wine. Oh, I is. was like, um, <laughs> I was like, are we getting a visit from nothing? Um, anyways, again. No, <laughs> jeez, I really, uh, I didn't even listen to the episode. I you usually didn't? try to, but I was like, I can't do this. this is, there's a lot happening there. Um, anyways, what's going on for real, Rafael? How are things? I feel like we haven't had a heart-to-heart -heart in a while, and there are a lot of emotions in the air. What are you going through? What is your internal temperature? I want to ew, give our listeners an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for Me Mood. So, I feel like, I mean, you all know my me mood. Oh, yes. I, I am this child. Okay. A um, little white boy. Little white boy. <laughs> Not my nickname growing up. <laughs> Your DJ name. Luke 12, <laughs> white boy. What's up, DJ little white boy? <laughs> oh, he can rap good. Stop little it. Little white boy right there. <laughs> um, so, the caption here says, cop asking me, sir, what were you doing in that dumpster? And then the response is me drunk behind Popeyes, and this is where the this young is man actually for you it would be drunk behind big guys. But anyway, sorry, True. go ahead. This is this is the young man's response. Listen up. Well, uh, I'm here in the freezing cold getting free chicken sandwiches because the food tastes great. I mean, there's no, there's no. I mean, it's What's chicken. Mood? It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. Same. <laughs> also, I just realized that Miley Cyrus it's is playing black. in the back. <laughs> the yes. party USA. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I get that. Um, you have been very keen on this video for like a week now. I have. And I've been saying that I like fried chicken in that little. I like fried chicken. I like it. I've been saying that constantly. 
So, um, uh, something yeah. else popped up on his Facebook, and it's someone with a whip, and now I'm scared. Wow. Ooh. It's a little kinky. It wrapped around his... Okay. Oh. We should exit this video now. Yeah. Um, my me mood. I actually did not walk into this, uh, this place <laughs> with a me mood today, because I decided to be off of the internet for the last, like, week. And so, after speaking with one... Pat Dot she showed me um, some screenshots that she took with me in mind of Meg the Stallion, um, who apparently all this information is new to me because when you're not on social media, I actually don't know what's going on on pla- in Planet Earth, um, in on Planet Earth, both both in. in. Is it in Planet Earth if it's flat? Nope. <laughs> God. Uh. Um, what are you, Kyrie Irving? Ha. Huh. Okay, jokes. I mean, if you think about it. Crickets. (laughs) Wow. Anyways, Pat showed me this screenshot. Apparently, Meg Thee Stallion's been, which this is never surprising to me with artists, that they're being, like, kind of exploited by their companies. So I believe it's 1501 um, that was not letting her put music out. And while she was talking about it on Instagram Live, as many young modern people do, um, she was eating one of those little sandia paletas yeah. <laughs> and she was like in a coat living her best life and dragging them as she should. I did not watch the clip, so I'm only assuming, but the vi- the screenshot Pat sent me was enough of a vibe because she should be able to do what the hell she wants. <laughs> and I'm actually exhausted of these major labels that continue to exploit Women. Like we've seen it over and over and over again, like TLC and them and this and that. And it's like, <sighs> so my mood is her being a bad bitch, eating a little Santia Paleta. And also <clears throat> I hope that everything works best in her favor. Apparently now that she's with rock nation, everything is getting better. And so that's how they kind of figured it out. Um, yeah. Well, she said, I think she had mentioned, she was like, yeah, when I got with rock nation, got lawyers, management, all the whole nine, mm-hmm. And one of the things that they brought up was like, hey, did you know that this was in your contract? And she's like, um, no. So then she said she was still cool with, you know, the other people. And she brought it up and she was like, hey, I want to renegotiate. She was like, that's where everything took a Mm -hmm. turn. Damn. That's what she said all of that in her life. Well, thanks for informing me, y'all. Oh, how the turns have tabled. (laughs) Eamon Carter, (laughs) y'all. They get free promo from you. They do. Y'all put me on some. (laughs) Maybe yeah. they will. Ooh. Oh, maybe they will. Last episode, we had a lot of quite unique moments. Clap, clap. It was really <laughs> something. I actually got a lot of feedback. A lot of people told me this. They love this episode. Um, our friend German was like, "It caught a, it could, wow, it could have been three hours and he would have enjoyed it because so many people were like, we need more discussions like this. We don't talk about race in this way. And so a lot of us were left with more identity issues than we already had, myself included. And I knew a lot of that information, but really discussing it in detail um, is so rare. Right. So I really enjoyed the episode. Obviously, we had a good time, but I think the knowledge gained was most important. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually wanted to continue the conversation a little bit in more regards to gender because that's the whole reason I brought it up. But um, we're going to kind of be putting a hold on that because our our friend couldn't join us today. But we will be continuing that whenever we can. Um, and really, I also wanted to mention that, like, I hope through this podcast you realize how much they work together because that is what I feel my entire identity is as a woman of color, as a, uh, a brown Latina, because a lot of us are kind of on this different spectrum. But I feel like my entire existence and my intention, even through creating this podcast, is to highlight that specifically. So hopefully that discussion on race really led and helped uh, a, a greater understanding of why it's so important to specifically help and uplift um, indigenous women, um, black women, Latina women, women of color in general, um, beyond where the status quo is. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about like the women's right to vote um, anniversary. That was for white women. Um, I personally need to do more research about like when everybody else actually got to get that. Um, But I just want to keep that in mind, right? Because we can celebrate this thing and also understand that like that actually was not the time to vote for everyone. It was still for um, 
you know, the whites, as my sweet friend just mentioned here in the room. Um, <laughs> Who's your sweet friend? Shout out to my friend who's our crying. sweet friend our friend you are so dramatic <laughs> did you go to booker t washington high school for performing visual arts of pegasus go the, erica badu <laughs> and Nora jones and roy hargrove and so many others um sean here i met him at work because he works with me <laughs> that's a really weird way to say you. <laughs> but he does not like when i introduce him as my co-worker so he's my friend. Because you make it so weird. I don't. He made it weird. Sean, when I met you at the bar, um, this, and they're uh, gonna team up uh, against this me. This is uh, this is my coworker. I did not do yes, it like that. Yes, you were being really weird. I think it's natural. Anyways, my friend slash coworker Sean is here with us because he's very sweet and supportive of the colores and he wanted to witness it live. Um, so he's here with us. If you hear random chuckling and things, Boom. it's Sean. Um, so with that said, yes, I said it. Um, we will jump into the juice. Are y'all ready? It's lit. Woo. All right. This is the juice where we discuss. Wow. Discuss. What are we discussing? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like lisps used to be a bigger deal in the early 2000s. My younger brother had a lisp growing up and he would stutter a lot. <laughs> but um, now my sister-in-law, I know she does speech therapy, but. Is yeah. that why they met? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, say, girl, I need you to fix this. Can you fix my Dang, tooth, boy? <laughs> I don't. Is no. it considered a disability? I don't know. Okay, I but like, I, I don't mean I, to sound so rude. I genuinely I don't know. I will say, I know I made a history. joke right now, but I know that it's also not funny um, because it does do a, I mean, not like, I don't mean it like that. I don't mean to like call you out, but I'm just saying, I know that people. <laughs> it's too late, girl. No, people have a really hard time, like, you know, with self-confidence no, and absolutely. like all of these things because that. of something like that. And so um, that the joke I made was probably in, in bad taste. It was in bad taste because we're, of the fact that. We're human too. I, yeah. And I'm sorry, but um, it was more so directed at my younger brother who happens to be celebrating his birthday today. And I Shout always out, tease him about gang. all kinds of stuff. But um, but yeah, that's that's literally that. Wow. So if anybody has knowledge on lists, please inform us or we can Google Holler it later. Um, Rafa, will you start with some of these conversations for us? I'm definitely going to let you lead more of the way with this because I wasn't on social media that much in the last oh, few cool. days. Well, we're going to start off with coronavirus. Jesus. I did not. There's now a cumbia version, a Mexican cumbia there version. There is. There's um, so much. There's a lot of different versions. Corona, beer. What'd they do? They like they people, people. Some people don't know that it's not related to the beer. Like they really don't. Also, know? like people like cut legit. out drinking the Corona. I want to say thirty to thirty-five percent in they the did a in survey. Cent, yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, like some people are like, I don't know if it has anything to do with the beer, but I'm not gonna drink it because I'm scared of coronavirus. Oh my god. And then Corona has been losing money on it. So, <laughs> yeah. I so love there's that. <clears throat> but um. Earlier, I was talking to our intern, Dominique, uh -huh. and she, I, earlier today, I had read that there was six people that had died from coronavirus in, in the U.S. The, yeah. And then she told me that that number was up to nine. And so I by had, the time this comes out on it Friday, could be more. Yeah. it will likely be more. It will likely. Yeah. So I was. we also have a dumb president in charge who's not even acknowledging it. Yeah. And I was telling, so I was telling you about that. A girl from Seattle that I read about on Twitter, and so I, like I was read, I had to pause Contagion for a second, and I was on Twitter, so I was reading it, and like she went through this whole ordeal, and it was basically the way she made it sound, um, which echoed a lot of what I've been hearing about, like coronavirus, is that it's nearly impossible to like find a way to get tested. It's not affordable. And then there's absolutely like it, it seems like there's no organization behind 
the execution of of trying to keep this under wraps not under wraps but keep it contained and so it was like yeah this is a shit show she was on the phone for an hour she tried to take some time off they were telling her that she didn't qualify for the test unless she met these requirements that were really weird and outlandish and they were like come back when you have either pneumonia or bronchitis and she's like i have chronic bronchitis already so it might turn into a bigger problem and yeah it was like a whole lot of back and forth but essentially she went to like four different places and they all told her that they couldn't test her for it she went to urgent care emergency room her primary care doctors she had to find a way to like get connected to the cdc for her to be told that she hadn't met the requirements to requirements to be tested and she was trying to be preventative because she had had the symptoms and so i know that that's still developing um but it's just a little glimpse into like one how we're treating it and two like this whole idea of perpetuating you know hysteria versus fact and how do right. we and really then there's been a huge wave of xenophobia <clears throat> right because oh yeah which is yeah so many weird angles with this right and so when we first discussed it a few episodes ago i think we were kind of being humorous about it because there was like all the corona jokes and memes and things but i definitely like want to clarify that like there should not i hate how xenophobic we get with anything right because any all of these things always happen in um not western countries basically um and so I also it's just but it's also a little bit terrifying, right, because we're not handling these things well. And so it's like anytime this stuff happens, we just all panic. I think Susie said the grocery store was empty um, in her neighborhood. And I was just like, what the hell? Like we go to such extremes to the point where it's like everybody's fearful to travel, to even go anywhere. And yeah, it, it it is to be taken seriously, but at the same time, like just be careful, be clean. Right. I know I was talking to like Fabi about like, like literally wash your hands. The like, masks, that's the best thing. The that... masks are gone. Like they couldn't find them at Home Depot. They couldn't find them anywhere. They are ineffective. They right, do but not you know work. what I mean. Like yeah. this is what this hysteria creates, <clears throat> and so there's just a lot of misfor- misinformation happening, and people just blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. Um. So with I don't know what's going to come next. Um, and then, of course, you as a Contagion fan, you're like, this is the movie in real Literally life. Literally the movie, yeah. But I feel like there's always a wave of some new virus or some disease yeah. or some something that pops up every five years or so. I think Gooch had pointed out that like his dad was a scientist who like had uncovered the first few cases or, or cover, uncovered coronavirus back in the 60s. So I was this I was just a re- real story. No, it's a real like he was saying something, but it's it's not anything new. I think even they said the term coronavirus is how you refer to a lot of viruses. They that's like the terminology because in of, addition. Right. Or something. And, and so and that's the thing. It's like it's not that it's necessarily new. It's just that it's difficult to. Like you see it with the flu vaccine this year, they if, evolve every year. So right keep this up year, with it's it. like right. they gave so many people the flu vaccine, and so many people got the flu, and they were like, "Ugh, this year we gave y'all the wrong one." Right. Well, and that's what when I've talked to doctors about it, they basically make up the strain in hopes that that will be the one that hits. Right. And so the, any of that shit just goes over my head. I am not a science bitch. But I'm just like, well, I'm hoping for the best. I'll wash my hands extra. Um, Eva Arreguin, science bitch. Not a science bitch. <laughs> I find it fascinating, but I don't know what's actually happening unless someone explains it to me. Um, I did hear that a dog got it. So they're like, now white people are going to find the cure. So <laughs> oh, shit. I saw that. A somewhere. dog got it? I, I heard that. Really? Yes, I a dog saw in that. China. I don't. Oh, man. I think that's where it was. Anyway, shout out to Merlin who uh, pooped in the studio <laughs> yeah, earlier. Yeah, sure did pull up and pull up and pooped. Same. We cleaned um, it up. We did. It's yeah. gone now and we, we sprayed it. it. Yeah. Okay, I found a link that says here's why one dog tested positive for coronavirus. Okay. Where my dog's at? <laughs> Last Friday, Hong Kong's Agriculture, Fisheries, what? and Conservation Department said what? that... Samples from the dog's nasal and oral cavities had tested weak positive for novel coronavirus. It was believed to be the first time that the dog anywhere in the world tested positive for the virus. 
Well, did it had the no dog show symptoms. It had no symptoms. Just... Was put into Girl. quarantine and will be repeatedly tested until a result comes oh back my... negative. Are they giving him the medicine? They just keep testing him. <laughs> Jesus, they're like, get better. The dog's in quarantine for that? fourteen days. What was that movie con este Will Smith and his his uh, German Shepherd? Oh, I am legend. I am legend. Oh, that movie was that good. That movie made me cry. It was good. It did make me cry. That part was sad. Fucking Will Smith. Man. It says, despite <laughs> this, the, there Prince. says the World Health Organization both agree Who? there's no evidence that pets such as cats you or dogs can be infected <laughs> with coronavirus. Who? Yeah, because it says even though they've tested positive, it doesn't mean they're infected. What the? What the fuck? And then there's that one case. This this person was tested twice and then let go and then tested again before. And then they had it. Yeah, but then this person went to like the mall, went shopping, went eating, all these public places, and then they were like, oh, hey, the results from your third test came back and you actually have it. So come back to quarantine. But it's like, again, another <sighs> just another testament of we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Anyways, best of luck, everyone. I hope we make it through. Uh, today is another big day. Station 11. That's a movie. The book where like half the world gets wiped out from the flu. I don't know her. I remember the one that we read in high school. Is that it? No, the hot zone about the Ebola. Yes, I had to. I didn't have to read the hot zone. I borrowed it from um, someone that went to Adamson Middle School. Shout out Grand Prairie. Anyways, the hot zone. Um, (laughs) Rafa, what day is it today? Am I going to get in trouble if I read that or if I type that into Google? No, God. Okay. Rafa, what day is it today? Wow, we love an interactive podcast. Super Tuesday, y'all. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> what up, Fabi? Uh, and he's not even from Texas. He's not. He's like mocking us, and then we mock him he mocking is. us. Um, what is Super Tuesday? It is where how many states? It's like 15 or fifteen states holding. Fourteen. Fourteen. Learning. Learning is fun. Oh gosh. I'm pulling up the link and it's showing some of the results. A lot of the states hold uh, elections uh, for delegates. And if you've been keeping up with uh, the Democratic campaign. Which has been a shit show and I've purposely not covered on here. Has been a shit show. Um, A lot of delegates up for grabs. And Biden had a resurgence. had a terrible campaign. Terrible campaign. Was openly racist, has videos being creepy with kids, and has just run on and Obama's coattails. Yeah, and, and th- okay, so that's my thing. All, all the that's other my, shit, even like the, that's my, the um, Nelson Mandela thing. He was here in Dallas last night and basically and told Pete Buttigieg that he reminds him of his son, and that's like one of the highest compliments that he can think to give another human being. Why, because he has another queer uh, <clears throat> kid or what? I don't know why I didn't the, what, what made me upset or not what makes me upset what bothers me most about it and it's like he went through this whole show about whether or not he was going to run right right and so to me people like Bernie and Elizabeth Warren without a doubt understand what needs to happen and right. they know that and some shit needs to be fixed it. they've been wanting it and yeah. they know and There'll be some other people that'll be like, hey, we might not have all the answers, but we're willing to work with people right. that do because Figure things need to change. And to me, Biden's like, eh, I don't know, I'm going to do it yet. I'm going to. And Ooh. you being VP to Obama doesn't mean shit. At all. Sorry, it just made me really upset. And then, like, him coming to Dallas made me feel some type of way because it's like. Same. I want our Dallas Democrats, quote unquote, or whatever. I mean, I guess y'all are. Y'all are true to the Democrat name, right? They don't have a spine for themselves. They have to do whatever the party says, as opposed to really thinking critically about what society needs to advance as a freaking people. Instead, we'll support Biden because he's just the old dog that all of y'all ride with. And so you're just going to follow along, even though he literally has had the worst campaign and is just the most familiar because he was VP. And then he ate Whataburger, so hoo-ha, go Texas, vote Biden. Like, that, that did it for y'all. So all you quote-unquote progressive Democrats in Dallas supported this man. Shameful. That's embarrassing. Shame. That's why I don't consider myself a Democrat. Because what the hell? This is not how I feel, and this is not what it takes to actually create a better world. Because the shit he's doing, the shit they did in their term was not it either. And if y'all want to advance 
We got to be uncomfortable. We got to be radical. We got to be intentional about creating an actual equitable universe. I'm over it. I'm over it. And it's embarrassing. And I don't really know what's going to happen next. Him? It's, Him. Not, it's honestly not surprising. It shows me how out of touch most people really are. And Biden's just the most familiar name. That's your king. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Come on, uh, Wakanda. More of this Cabernet. Come on. Oh, my God. Anyways, let's do better for. And that's why, honestly, truly, I don't think I will bring people on that are in the electoral world probably ever again <laughs> because I just feel uncomfortable with it. And I know that y'all will turn your back on us as quickly as you can. Um, and if I do bring somebody on, it's going to be somebody that I really want to interview <laughs> because besides that, I just get really frustrated with where we are and what we're willing to do just to get a damn vote. Um, so that was, that was something. We'll see what happens. I was honestly really surprised that, that Bernie was in the lead for a lot of this, this in part of the, the campaign and we'll see what happens. Hopefully it's the best. Hopefully that the things will change by the end of the night. Um, but if not, again, keep doing you. Honestly, truly, this electoral shit really just is just another part of the system working. Like, straight up. That's just how I see it. Um, which is why I have not focused on it as much. Because like Jerry said last episode, this voting shit is already built this way to keep us from doing it as is. And so it's There's, one of the issues, not the whole issue. They a lot of polling locations. There's still people in line right now. In places and it's eight o'clock. People are still waiting in line to vote. And they I know in Houston, I know in Houston spots in, in black and brown. Yeah, I was gonna say in Houston. Areas. I just saw something on Twitter that said like uh, community is predominantly black. People, people are like wrapped died. around the block in line oh, trying to. Oh, that makes me so mad. <sighs> Anyways, um, this is sad news. Wow. Hopefully, it will get better <laughs> in the next couple topics. I will not pretend like I was a big fan. I only knew his like two, three hit songs. Um, and I saw the viral tweets when they were making fun of him because he was like growling. Mm. Um, but Pop Smoke, a rapper who was really just on the come up right now, but had been yeah. kind of been in the game for a minute, um, passed away and was murdered in his house. Is that what happened? No. So he was in Hollywood. Okay. Um, but... I'm trying to remember. Somebody was saying a lot of stuff. Like, like there was been some a- sketchy stuff. <clears throat> yeah, and and a lot of people were saying that, you know, like Pop Smoke's friend inadvertently posted the address of where they were staying. Mm. And so some people like pulled up. And then even, even evidence that they recovered at the scene was like, well, they did take some stuff. They didn't take some stuff. It didn't really seem like a robbery. That's what but they said at first, like, that it was some big robbery. Yeah, and so now it's like, well, was it a robbery, and were they after him? And so it's always hard to tell, and, like, you know, official stories I don't think are ever going to clear it up. But I do know that the truth of it is, like, he was he was on the come up for he sure. Was. Like, he was, he was in the middle of doing a lot of work with a lot of people, and so and I think that's why— I think that's why so many people came out to show support for for his family and like to mourn his loss because he he was really wise for his age, too. He was really young, but he was also with had that understanding of, you know, working for the success and being driven in a way that's like, all right, I know what I'm a part of and I know where I came from. I need to do the work to to, you know, to like bring into fruition what I meant to bring in. And um, people gravitated to that because mm-hmm. you could hear it in his music, even though it wasn't a he whole lot. He has a unique ass voice. He does, too. no, for real. And like you know, it's it's riding that wave of like, you know, I feel like it's that grimy, mm-hmm. like really, sure. like you know, Chicago type of vibe that um, that New York is really kind of doing with, mm-hmm. you know, that was doing with with pop, but a few others. And so it was just really sad, you know, and. and and looking at how like all this shit is happening and a lot of like rap artists are right. I think it happened maybe right after we recorded, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. But the reason I wanted to bring up, bring it up is cause I saw some conversation around like, why is it as soon as these people start popping off that like they're being targeted and murdered and like, it, it makes me really question humanity mm. and how we react to success. 
um, especially as people of color, because it feels like a lot of times you get more haters as soon as you make it. And that's really sad to me. And it speaks to a lot of trauma, I think, um, as to why do we hate to see people's success? What is that? It's very sad and unhealthy. And I couldn't help but think that when he passed. Because I was like, who? He? What? Like, we were just making jokes last week. Yeah. And then he's murdered the next week. And I was just like, what's happening? Like, it's actually very heartbreaking to consider that some people, a lot of people, really, our culture as a people is kind very hateful and, like, jealous. And I don't even know what to call it because I, I think this is proof of that like mm. that a lot of this happens and this is a uh, this happens throughout hip-hop right like history of hip-hop but that's beyond hip-hop like when people start popping off we start hating and it's sad as hell shit i feel it like with decolot is low-key like sometimes yeah. i'm like what what did this come from yeah but you know what i mean like i'm like why is that that's really unfortunate i don't know i hope we can shift that as a people because damn their success does not mean that you can't succeed or that you are not a brilliant person or that you aren't loved like whoo there's yeah. just a lot there there's enough seats at the table we all can eat right oof gosh anyways this is actually hilarious news i don't even understand <laughs> where this is at now um pat pulled up a cnn article which makes it that much more funny because it's reached that level of oh yeah news the iconic now leaning tower of dallas it was, I don't even know what kind of old building it was, but they were trying to implode it mm-hmm. and it did not work. Did not. <laughs> and that was like on a Friday, like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago by the time this is out. And then they were like, all right, we're going to try that again next week. And that then tiny, they got a crane. That tiny as, you know what I, you know, the only thing I could think of when I saw that tiny as wrecking ball. <laughs> You know Kevin Hart's stand-up where he's talking about Lil Tink Tink? No, I don't remember. I thought of that fucking tiny ball. So, Tink Tink (laughs) is the kid with the Tink Tink. Which one? Is this one of the first ones? All I could think of was this little tiny-ass wrecking ball making this Tink Tink sound on this building. You should have edited that together. I should have. It's too late now. Huh? Oh, it's Cat. Oh, Cat Williams. Sorry, I said Kevin Hart. That's why I don't know it. Cat Williams, yeah. Thank you, Sean. Lil Tink Tink. (laughs) (laughs) Tink Tink. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So, basically, Dallas has been going crazy with this. You can see it uh, off the highway. I laughed out loud when I saw it because I didn't realize how obvious it was. People were... I was pissed because, like, I drove through once, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? There was helicopters in the sky, and there was traffic. I was like, what? They had it illuminated at one point. So, yeah. that was actually hilarious. That Apparently, was. the Richards Group. Richards Group. Um, Props. And Windstar Casino, or who was it? Choctaw. Choctaw. Sorry. Um, <laughs> they put uh they projected a ad on yeah. the side of the building and this is again a week and a half later it still has not been knocked down um down. maria oh it's down now yeah it's down okay see i don't even know what's happening but it took them two weeks for yeah. it to be down it was funny because like rich's group ad was funny it, it, it said it was a Choctaw advertisement and it said, have better luck with us. Yikes. <laughs> and then Maria was telling me she went to go like walk around there and there was people that were putting up art pieces and painting shit. Yes. And I was like, we are so extra. Dallas can't do anything right. Cannot. We yeah, I ain't down can't. to do a Leaning Tower Festival though. For yeah, what? What would we do it for? Yeah, I ain't down. For in, in memory of the No, I have no attachment to that building. <laughs> it is embarrassing. We can't we can't complete no job here in Dallas. We just be copying everybody else. Anyways, I still love Dallas, Texas, y'all. I'm just frustrated because Dallas, my Texas, God. y'all. I really talk like that, huh? <laughs> Rest in peace, Leaning Tower of Dallas. I thought it was a fun little icon, honestly. Um I think it's about time to announce what season it is. I think it's about that time. Am I doing the official call out? I think you are. As a Selena fan, like I was on CBS 11 News one day, two years ago. Um, I think I am going to retire the name, but it is officially Selena season. It is. <laughs> Don't play it that much. Senor Quintanilla's gonna get us. I got I got like four seconds left. Dee, dee, 
<laughs> you're like timing it. One, two, three. <laughs> Do a cumbia circle. Hey. <laughs> Fabi also makes fun of us for that. Um, two and four Selena's coming. Yeah. And recently there was an <clears throat> article on D Magazine. Yeah. That we were in. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. That was fun. And it told the whole story of Selena's life up to her literal death, which was very sad. Like, if you don't know what any of it means. (laughs) It made me real sad. I've read that before, but I was like, damn, I don't need to know this. It gets, like, really down to the last breath type stuff. Um, But it was, we were interviewed for that over a year ago, it feels like. It's been a while. I didn't even remember what we said or talked about. Been a while. Um, but it was really, it was nice to see that Dallas and there's a lot more connections that Dallas has to Selena that I, I, um, I enjoyed learning last year. I think at the last two and four Selena, or maybe the one before that she like filmed a music video here. Mm -hmm. Um, one of her last performances in the articles discussed about being with the radio station. I thought that was really cool. I didn't know that specifically. Um, she participated in like a music fest here or whatever. Yeah. Um, so Dallas has a deep love and connection to Selena and obviously the Colores has a deep love and connection to Selena. Um, so it's very exciting to see Dallas and two and four Selena getting some love for, for that. So props to you, sir, Raphael. Oh, props to us. Yes. But I will say you specifically because I feel like we get really emotional about her when we talk about it seriously like this. Mm -hmm. Because it's like your entire life, and then it brought us together, and then it helped us create the colores. Mm. Um, and then, like, I was really glad that I was literally able to be like, knock, knock, hello, y'all have no bitches in the room. <laughs> and I included myself on 214 Selena, but you were very kind about it. And then from there, like, our relationship grew into what is now the colores, uh, which is why she's like our patron saint, um, even though I will admit I get very tired of the songs and oh, only yeah. listen. <clears throat> Around this time of year nowadays. Oh, yeah. I had to do that a while back. Um, And when I was in college and even before that, I would jam on the regular. But now, after 2 and 4 Selena weekend, I just have to really ration it because yeah, I love her. But it's a lot. Some of y'all play too much. <laughs> Anyways, mm. it was a cool article. Shout out to Roberto and D Magazine for reaching out. Um, and including the Colores Collective. It really is a community effort. Shout out Faded DJs and Sour Grapes for getting it started with the Oak Cliff Cultural Center and Rafael, our little AB star. Um, if you have not listened. Episode I, 24. <laughs> <laughs> 24. That's a weird. That's a weird. I haven't number. listened to it in a while, but it, that in was while. I think that was so beautiful and powerful because we did not plan it that way. If we didn't. It was crazy. Like I, I, I refused to listen to it. Um, yeah, it was it was a tough one, cause I mean you know every what we talk about and it's really dope and like reflecting. But at the same time, like personally for me, it also revisits a lot of things that I've been holding on to because of the things that I've gone through. So I'm like, oh man, like I wish or I could have done this or you know it's really nice to have this, but it means that that and so it's a lot of questions. But um, a lot of beautiful moments. So, yeah, it, it, it was like a tough episode, but it was really dope. Right. I think that's when we first we had been hinting at a secret from the beginning of the show. I have not listened to old seasons, yeah. I guess, seasons. I don't know. Um, in a while. But we did not tell our listeners Quail. until episode 24 that Rafael um, actually was in the Selena movie when he was a child and played little AB. So if you didn't know that, now you know. You can go listen to episode 24. Um, it's a really powerful episode. I was very glad Rafa opened up about all of that to me because I was like a little fangirl a little bit <laughs> and a friend at the same time. So I was trying to navigate that interview very wisely. Um, but it is a good time. And so I think... We're off to a fun, great Selena season. Two and four Selena this year has a lot of exciting things. Yeah, it's going to be really dope. Um, So I'm very excited about that. So I officially am commencing the start of Selena season as <laughs> Queen Selena fan. Um, go check out that article. Go listen to that episode and join us March 27th through 29th. Is that right? That's correct. Um, For our seventh annual two and four Selena weekend. And I believe that's all we have for the juice, y'all. Woot woot. 
All right. That means it's time for self-care corner. Did I sound like Linda from Bob's Burgers? Yes. Okay. I think I was kind of going for that. Pal, are you supposed to sound like Tina? Because you did. (laughs) It wasn't intended. Oh, I thought you planned that. Um, I'll take it. So I don't really know if this is my like advice for self-care corner, but this is all that I could, all that came to mind, I guess. Um, I went, uh, like I mentioned earlier on a social media break this past week. Um, we have a lot of events coming up. Um, we have a lot going on. We're planning a lot. I have a lot going on in my personal life as well. There's a lot of transitional things happening. Um, and I was starting to feel really overstimulated and kind of anxious and I kind of still am. And so, wow. Why are you sorry? Cause you said overstimulated. Okay. That's why you dinged. I was like anxious. Yeah. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> um, so I was realizing that I was like on my phone, like manic, like just not letting it go. I was hopping from like this page. I run to this page. I run to this page. I run and doing this and trying to keep up with this and trying to, And I was just feeling a lot of things. And honestly, I had been feeling that a little bit since Kobe passed. Strangely enough, that is still a feeling for me. Um, And I was like, let me get off. And I got off of social media for a few days. Unfortunately, I still had to check in more often than I wanted to because I run different pages that are not just my own. Um, But it made me realize how damn addicted I am to the point that like I felt like I was literally having to wean myself off the first day I kept clicking back on it and going and like I had to stop myself like my thumb would freeze as soon as I noticed what I was doing and I did it multiple times an hour um, which I think is really unhealthy so it made me really process how much we are addicted to our phones and social media in general and I don't mean to sound like a boomer like oh you folks you don't even know how to talk to each other anymore you and your facebooks and your twitter.coms Don't mean to sound that way, but I do think it is very important for us to be mindful of how much we are intaking this thing because we don't actually know the full side effects of what this will do to us in the future. Um, I must say I was still stressed and anxious even without social media. Um, it was a lot more reasonable. I had more time to do different things. I had more time to clean and, and cook and do things I enjoy doing, um, watching shows and such, but I still felt a very similar level of stress and all that. So it just made me process like how much are we actually intentionally separating ourselves from this device, from these networks, because when we're on there, we are plugged in and we are digesting a million things at once. Um, so I encourage more people to take a break because it did help me to feel less of that stress, less of that pressure. And I had more time to really do things I had been wanting to do for myself. Um, cause if you're like me, you will spend hours on your phone an hour before bed, all these very unhealthy ass things I'm guilty of because I love feeling like I'm in the know and I like feeling connected via social media. I like feeling connected in real life as well. However, I definitely, um, I felt like I didn't know what was going on. I had to keep asking my friends and be annoying and be like, what Meg Stallion, what happened with her? Like, which is not typically how I am. I'm definitely like, I know all the shits, but, um, there's that component of like, I feel not even like left out. I just feel like I don't know what's going on. Um, because that's how we process a lot of this information now. Yeah. So I recommend that. I'm sure I've, I've mentioned this on self-care corner before. However, because we are in like a hysteric state of mind right now in the world, I definitely think we need to do less of it. Um, there's still there, everything in moderation is what I believe. So, um, I don't know what that looks like. I'm kind of scared to see how addicted I get back into it again. (laughs) Um, but I'm trying to ease my way back in as opposed to going full throttle back in. Um, yeah. So stop it. Stop it. Don't ding us. (laughs) Pat and Rafa, do you have anything to add to that? I, I agree with you in terms of disconnecting. Uh, like it's not, um, sometimes you get caught up so much into it, um, that you kind of lose sight Right. And so I feel weird. It's like this 
like I'm so invested into some things that are like the fuel that keep my day to day going. Mm. Um, I definitely need to make sure to take some time for myself and disconnect on a variety of levels, social media and the Internet included. Um, Unfortunately, I am not there yet. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed yeah. that I will have the discipline to get there soon. What I like doing, because I, I don't cut off completely, is I set times on when I will get off social media. So my phone will automatically block me off after a certain amount of time. So I can just like read, journal, wash my face. Like So like mm. the last like two, three hours before bed, I usually turn off notifications for social media and have it on like a, it's like some sort of mode that it won't give you. Any yeah. notifications unless it's do like emergency disturb. contacts. Yeah, and do not do not disturb. So then I won't mm. get on it. So then that way, that's why a lot of times I'll like record things or take pictures of, at things. And either I post it or I don't the next day if I remember or care to post it. So I won't be as like posting things while I'm doing stuff with people either. Because I like to enjoy the time that I'm with people. Be present. I'm weaker than you. I'm Same. not as strong as you. I believe y'all can do it's it. It's also, but it's also like it being mindful of like choosing when or how you want to handle it. So like yeah. for me, that that for me is like my time for me that I like to enjoy and not have to feel so dependent on it. Even if that means me putting my phone on the charger like further mm. away so that I don't feel tempted to get on my phone. I'll damn do it. And I have these stupid ass twelve foot chargers. <laughs> not twelve feet. That is long as hell. Heyo. So yeah, let me um let me check my Instagram real quick. Wow. Anyways, <laughs> that is my self care corner for the week. Dang, what's up, Yando? Our upcoming the Colores events. We've got lots of them, folks. Um, I don't know if y'all remember. I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast itself. I think we did. We did. Um, playwrights in the newsroom. In collaboration with Ignite Arts, um, and I believe the Dallas Morning News. I could be butchering this. I'm sorry. That's it. They shadowed journalists from the Dallas Morning News. They are. Their show is opening mm-hmm. this week, and we're going to go watch it. And we're excited about watching it. Or at mm-hmm. least I'm excited about watching it. I'm assuming I you am. are. I am too. Um, but they are very sweet and wanted to offer us a. I like theater. No, you kind don't. of. Yeah, you're right. Whatever. They wanted to offer our listeners a discount code. So if you want to go watch the show, hopefully they'll include some of our feedback because I thought our conversation was really Oh, that's powerful. right. Yeah, we did hold so a I'm conversation. So I'm kind of interesting to, interested in seeing how maybe that shifted some of the play because they made it seem like, oh, shit, this is a lot True. that we needed. Um, so we'll see how the play goes. It opens this um It will week. have opened. It opened yesterday. Wow, it was so good. Uh, <laughs> but the code is de colores and it's 50% off. Ooh. of tickets that are $15. So that's mad reasonable. Um, and it's a limit two tickets per code purchase. The way you spell the colores. D-E-C-O-L-O-R-E-S. Capital D-N-C. Boom. Um, so if you'd like to use that, I think that would be fun. We will be having a little um, raffle on our Instagram as well. So look out for that. Word. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be fun and cool. Shout out to Ignite Arts for supporting us um, and, and doing great work throughout the country because um, it's beyond Dallas. <laughs> Shout out Clyde. Shout out the whole team over there. Um, exciting upcoming live episode. You folks kept asking me. You wanted it. You demanded it. And it's happening at FC Brewing for the Chingonex. Badass Music Fest, bitch. What are you making that? Chingonex. I thought it was Chingonx. Are you making fun of the way I say Exenga? <laughs> no one except you. I promise says... you, in Catholic school, we were saying Exenga. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> Exenga. Uh, shout out to all y'all that had Exengas and Zangas. Exactly. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Chingonex Fest is happening March 14th. At FC Brewing, be there or be square. Some of the proceeds go to and nope, that's not it. I just said that. Can you cut that? The proceeds will go to North Texas Dream Team. All right. So this is for their year-round release of the La Chingona Double IPA. And they will be having 
music by Girl Ultra, Salt Cathedral, Luna Luna Band, and Day Calories. Um, a Faded DJs will also be there. I heard Lovesick will also be there. They'll have food. They'll have a market. And proceeds will benefit Wings Dallas and North Texas Dream Team. Go get tickets online for $10. That's so reasonable, you guys. Um, so be there. It'll be a fun time. And um, you'll get to see a live episode of Decolores Radio. So pull up. As we mentioned already multiple times, 214 Selena is happening March 27th through March 29th. It will be a good time. There's a lot of details and things happening. Um, we will have karaoke Friday night. Saturday's the art show. Sunday's Selena Day. And there's a lot of fun surprises that we will be announcing very soon. So definitely stay tuned to that. We will see you at 214 Selena, y'all. Woo, woo. After that, we have the Woman of Color Comedy Show. April 15th at the Bishop Arts Theater Center. We're very excited about that. We will have lovely comedians, Megan Mingo, Shanice Condren, and Maria Yolisma Garcia join us. Did you say Megan Mingo? I did. The Mingo Zingo is going, oh my God. Okay. She loves when you do that to her name. It's I, her favorite. The Ming, I'm, I don't, I'm are taking the whole day. I'm going to be there. You are probably taking the whole day. Is there a like <laughs> VIP meet and greet? For, can I? It's actually $5,000. <sighs> I think you should do it. Use the Selena Royal. I really bro. want to. Oh my God. I want to meet Megan Mingo Zingo. Same. Anyways, Hilarious Women are back. We're doing another round. If you remember, our first show sold out. It was dope. It was amazing. It was a good time. And we're doing it again. So put that in your car. Oh, wow. Calendars for April 15th at 7 p.m. at Bishop Arts Theater. We'll see you there. And you can buy those tickets soon. We do have the Gray Space Art Show that is coming up this summer. I'm just putting it in your head so you can start creating because it's all about love. And we'll be announcing those dates soon. Submit to the Selena Art Show, though. I forgot to say that. Those submissions are still open. So please, please, please send those in by March 15th. Yeah. We need your submissions. We want your work. We want to have good time. Shout out to everyone that's already submitted. We appreciate that. We've gotten a lot of submissions, so thank you. Um, people always come out and show a lot of love, so thank you for that. But, um, yeah, submissions are still open. Does anybody have any personal news they want to share as we wrap up the show? No. Bye. Damn. I got my upcoming plant program starting back up on Saturday. Yeah, what's the date? Uh, March 7th from 3.30 to um Four, five, four thirty, five. Girl, don't even Sorry, know um, but anyways, it's uh, the first class is going to be on propagating and repotting your plants Ooh, to get I'm ready, ready to for this for it. to get ready for the spring, and then we'll have another one in April about repurposing items for um, potting your plants. All right. So yeah, so come through Central Library. Come through. I'm pull also, up, Latinx pull Reads up. News issue should be coming out All this that. week. How do they subscribe to the Latinx Reads, Pat? If they go to the <coughs> Dallas Public Library website, you click on newsletters, and then you can click it, boop, and sign up. And shout out to Pat for helping bring No Names Book Club, the radical awesome book club, to the Dallas Public Library. I think that's super dope, and I'm very proud of you, Pat. Thanks, thanks. Damn, all these people clapping still. I know, it's crazy. Everybody's real excited. So yeah. excited. We love No Name. <laughs> um, all right. I believe that's just about everything. Oh, if you want to come party with me for my birthday, you should come. <laughs> este sábado. This Saturday. Keep going, Pat. I like that voice. ¿Cómo se llama el club? Alamo Club. Alamo Club. A las ocho, nueve. Girl. ¿Qué hora, ¿A qué horas comienzan los cumpleaños de Eva? Never that early, bitch. <laughs> At 10 p.m. A las diez de la tarde con DJ Lovesick. DJ Lovesick. We love you, Lovesick. Y vamos a celebrar en los dos mil. Noventa y dos mil. Yeah, I know. I was like, how do you so say So it is a themed party. You can come in costume. I encourage it. I just bought the prizes last night. I'm very excited. I kind of want them for myself, so I hope I'm the best dressed. Um, but that it's this Saturday. Why not do you like this? Do you, March, you don't get tired of acting. March seventh, 
anyways my birthday is march 7th and i wanted to have a little party and i just like dancing with people i know everybody thinks i get lit but i'm usually drunk by one drink and mm. i just dance a lot so, so everybody buy your dance, shots no please no literally that's my fear please don't buy me any shots i just want to dance kombucha. with everybody everybody buy yeah. your hugs donate to like colores if you want to support us true we'll um, be posted up with Vimo, uh square readers <laughs> my at all that yeah <laughs> um anyways if you want to come party you're welcome to come party it should be fun um i'm excited and i think that's everything Everyone wants to see all y'all's best fits for her birthday truly if y'all don't come in your long white tee and air force ones don't yep. even come period poo anyways <laughs> now it is time for our brown business of the week i tasted this tea myself today and let me tell you honey the tea is the place called tea sum it's in what is called west village it's a little bougie area i only go to because they have a sephora there and my favorite restaurant (laughs) i won't tell you what it is but it's really good anyways tea sum i met them today it was one of the owners her and her sister, it's Asian-owned, woman-owned tea. It is the cutest fucking little place I've ever been. The cutest little aesthetic. It's like a tea bar. So the handles were like, had flowers. And I don't know what it's called, but somebody who watches HGTV probably knows better than me. But it was so cute. And the tea I got, y'all, it was lavender chamomile vanilla. Y'all know I can't do caffeine, but the shit was delicious. And it had syrup. And I was like, you know what? I don't buy drinks a lot because I drink hella water. But this is cute. Hella water. I was into it. So I recommend Teesum. It's in West Village here in Dallas, Texas. And she said they used to be at the farmer's market. And now they got their own place. It's oh, actually nice. really cute. I like these aesthetics it's on so their Instagram. It's so cute. And it's so yummy. I don't yummy. think I'm allowed to go to West Village. What did you do? You know, wilding out. No, you didn't. What did you do? Perform wild out. I performed. He was going wild at Magnolia, Magnolia Theater. He got too loud. Got too much popcorn. Yeah, give me that shit. What's your beef with West Village? I'm just kidding. Okay. Um. Anyways, Teesum is really delicious. I recommend it. It is located at. Let's give you the address, folks. McKinney Blackburn, Lemon. Say it again. Say it again. 3699 McKinney Avenue. I've got it up for you. Sorry. Thanks, Pat. Um, Sweet 510. It's super delicious. It's right next to Sephora. It's the cutest little thing. And I want these places to thrive because they're delicious. And they have like some food and snacks and things, little healthy things. Mm, Scones? Little healthy. Mm, They're not that white. So (laughs) they're not at scones level. They got like (laughs) sandwiches and chips. Scones, I feel, are very white. Am I wrong? Yeah. I'm wrong? No, I mean, no, you're not wrong. Oh, okay. Like, I was like, I've yeah, only right. seen scones at like Barnes and Noble. Like, I don't know. It's like dry ass bread, right? Very much. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> Why are scones a thing, actually? Why did you I'm sound like an Ray Rosa. I'm going to start calling white people scones. <laughs> it's a French pre- pastry, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Scones. Y'all be, y'all y'all be sconing. <laughs> what are my scones? <laughs> It's really scony in here, so I'm just going to, like, go to the concha area. Damn, yeah, these hoes look dry as fuck. Scones? Yeah. They sell them in plastic baggies like they're not dry enough already. <laughs> you need to dip that in some bread. I mean, in Damn. some milk or some chocolate or some caffeine. Yeah, that should look some caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, shout out to the scones who are accomplices. Am I right? Just kidding. <laughs> um, go support Teesum. It's delicious. And I'm probably going to go back and spend money on a drink that I don't usually do. But it was yummy. So now it is time for Who the Fuck You Got? Let's wrap up the show, bros. Um, I guess I don't really have anything at the moment because I got to get myself by lineup ready. But Ooh. I did binge watch a fresh palette. I did binge watch Hentified. Did you actually? Oh my god, I, that's how you say it. Are I've you been a scone? saying gentified are you a scone? all. Th- I literally said gentified earlier today. Scones be like bye. <laughs> <laughs> Scones be like. <laughs> Oh my god. Scones be like, have you watched Gentified? <laughs> I think you would like it. 
go ahead, Pat. Tell us more. <laughs> Sorry. But did have y'all started it? I no. started it, and then I had to take Fabi to the airport. So, like, the first episode, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. And then as it progressively continued, I really did like it. I mean, there's an episode. I'm not going to tell y'all which one. But I cried my eyes out in the, in the flight to Nashville. I was like bawling my oh, eyes. Oh, had it in Nashville? No, I mean on I was plane? watching it on my on my on my Kindle. Oh, you downloaded it? Oh, weird flex, but okay. Yeah, Kindle Fire. What's up? Gang, library gang, gang. She <laughs> rolled her fucking eyes. <laughs> library <What's> gang. <laughs> library gang. But yeah, um, I Kindle Fire's the libraries. They actually promoted the library several times. Kindle on Fire did. <laughs> Wait, Pat, you're <laughs> not saying anything. Unidentified. <laughs> okay. Uh, Did she not say Kindle Fire? They promoted the library. Yeah. What's it? I'm confused. I don't understand what's going on. I don't know either now. <laughs> but, but yeah, they actually did promote the library. The show did. Yes, the show did. Okay. Literally, like, the first scene shows the library. And then they keep, like, encouraging reading and stuff. So it was really sweet. Unidentified. Um, Unidentified, yeah. But, um, yeah, shout out to Marvin Lemus. And Who we almost had an interview with three years ago when we first started I this know. damn podcast. and Because I, I hit him up, yeah. And then I we- have his phone number, and we were messaging, and then it didn't get to happen. So hopefully someday soon, because um, he was very sweet. But, but I, yeah, it was him and Linda Yvette Chavez that wrote it. I've heard a little bit of mixed reviews. Yeah, a lot of people were upset because Central Americans have been erased, which I'm like, yo, okay, they're like He's actually half there. Guatemalan. But they didn't like. They only focused on like the Chicano nar- narrative of the story. They What's have up? a Dominican character, which I thought which was is cool. the girl from Me Too. That's queer, whatever. yeah. So they have queer narrative in there, but yeah. There, so there you is, enjoyed it. You're recommending. I it? still, I still enjoyed okay. it. I just obviously like I was aware of like the feedback that people were getting, and I see that, and I, I, I appreciate always hearing the feedback. But this it was kind of cool. nice to hear. It sounds like Netflix knows that we're here. Shut the hell up. So this That's why show, they now started an Instagram. But let's go backwards. This show started as a web series like mm-hmm. five years ago. Yeah. And then and they picked then it up. And then that other show came out with a similar premise. What is it called that everybody talks about? One day at a time? No. Vida. Huh? Vida. Vida. It has a similar vibe to it. So I, as a person who would like to... Because they're both in East to, LA. And they're both about gentrification. And they're both these very Chicano-esque stories. Leave so that was my LA. initial thought process of like, oh, why is this one of the only narratives we get? However, I am also perhaps biased because I would like to be a TV creator, showrunner um, in Texas with very Latino perspectives. Um yeah, I and would so love that I too. would love to push that boundary because I want to move beyond this narrative. I have not seen the show. I really can't say that much. I've heard mixed things, and I'm sure all the criticisms are valid. And yeah. perhaps again, if y'all want, always tell me when y'all want us to talk more about something because I like to know what y'all like. If y'all want us to cover it more, me and Rafa can actually watch it and have an in-depth discussion on it. But yeah, I've heard mixed things, and I'm sure criticisms are valid. But t- again, to me, that's how we evolve the culture. Mm-hmm. That's how we push it forward. Totally. That's how we get better. And that's why I liked. I like. I like hearing the feedback. I like seeing how people are reacting to it. There's just like certain stories that I. I thought it was kind of cool that they kind of. It at first came off seeming like oh it's just another like little sitcom like documenting Latinx stories, but it was kind of cool that they actually gave an episode to like each character, mm. and they kind of give their stories and how their lives really are, and it just like. I don't know. It captured my little heart. Aw, her little heart was my captured. Little, my little, little heart, heart. My little heart cried a little bit. I call her little P, and she got a little heart. <laughs> a. Bars. Bars. <laughs> She's going to start rapping at her birthday party. Rafa. You ain't down. I'm not down. Who the fuck you got? Uh, I listened to the entirety of <gasps> Yo Hago Loca Damn Mara it. Island. I knew it. I knew it. I just didn't want to shout it out because I felt like when y'all was gonna say. Oh, it's... okay, Pat. Can we all talk about it? Together? I can. I can take it back. I've been. I, <laughs> I've, I'm almost done with Altered Carbon. What the hell um, is that? The book, so you can watch the movie. I, the series on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I caught up to The Outsider on HBO. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah, it was like Pony Boy, and they were like, "Nah, <laughs> Pony Boy." <laughs> That's the real outsiders. What y'all know about that? <laughs> She's funny. Rob Lowe. You acting like the kid fuzz from right the Karate now. Kid. <laughs> kid from the Karate Kid. <laughs> Ralph Macchio. What's his name? Macchio. 
Those are, my, those are my who the Rob Lowe had a six pack like a motherfucker in that movie. It used doesn't to be my background on my computer in sixth doesn't grade. Doesn't he still have a six pack? I don't know. Oh, on Barks and Rec, he yes. did. He's a, he's a strange man. He is. God. Perfect. God, he stresses me out. Anyways, yeah. those are good shows. Yeah, I okay. you know I, uh, I I I like them. That's good. Thanks. That for is that. all. That is all I have. Thank you. Can we all talk about the album then? Um, yeah, so one of mine was going to be Bad Bunny's album. Um, I think it's fun. I think this one's a lot of fun. I don't think it has as cohesive a storyline and like it's not as strong an album as Por Siempre. It's a strong album in a different way. It's to me just a fun album. This is him just partying and having a good time and also having his own, you know, little subtle revolutionary things for himself. Um but I enjoyed it. It's fun. It's easy to get through. It has some good songs. We got some good perreo happening. Pat said there's a challenge. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. It's cute. It is cute. Damn, that's all you have to say. I like the album. Thank you. That was great. Oh, I wanted your hot liked, takes. I liked it. It's good. I'm a scone. <laughs> Um, I also have been watching the TV show High Fidelity. That was interesting. Oh, I need Did to you finish that. it yet? I haven't finished it, but it's cute. Zoe Kravitz on Hulu. Hulu, Hulu. Mm-hmm. Hulu. I watched all of Shrill season Hijo two. Was not that interested in that one Watch anymore. What? Shrill. Shrill. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu as well. It wasn't as good. At? Oh, my shrills that license to shrill. <laughs> and I also have been listening to Hella Aretha Franklin because I was hanging out with Favi. Um, Aiming Carter, y'all. Anyways, Aretha has some good ass songs. And it uh, if I can. Sing I sing it. Sing it. Go I ahead. know. I know we need to wrap up, but I'm not singing. Go ahead. No, the way it. that old musicians used their power as artists to really push. <clears throat> boundaries i guess in radical ways is so beautiful important like marvin gay aretha harry belafonte all these people we're talking about like nina simone any of them like all these songs that we hear in commercials now and are considered classics we're all about like fucking social justice racial justice injustice in general all these things and it just made me realize all the stars of today need to be doing that more if y'all really want to fucking flip this world upside down do more with the power you have fuck like all these songs literally listening in depth to these lyrics i was like what the because it's songs you grow up hearing but actually listening to what they're saying it made me think even djs whoever if you have any fucking influence any power use it wisely if you really want to transform this world and i keep saying that over and over and over again this episode but i just really have realized how much power we have to change the world we are the world okay that's it for the colores that wraps it up for us and don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media subscribe and leave us a darn review like go to apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and write up a review for us or visit decoloresradio.com and donate to us and support us and love us um, we'd love to keep growing, so please share it with everyone you know. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. We could not go on without your support. Come out to our events, support our POC businesses, uplift our guests. Tell everyone you love to follow us at The Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile, and Pat at Pat.Arreguin. Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is Rafa El loop 12 tamayo we promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly a platform for your voices and work to be lifted thank you for all the love you show thank you for supporting us dallas texas we hope to keep putting you on the map and transforming our city into the place we want to see contact us on social media and email us and or email us at the colores collective at gmail.com see you soon thank you so much again for listening peace out y'all clap them cheeks yo the the colores radio the colores radio